102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week. I'm at Jeff Ward Show. Fairly active for me today, I have to say, but at, at Jeff Ward Show. You want to post comments, go ahead. You should just get to the point. Please don't suck. Try to make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Uh, make sure you check out the show podcast. Subscribe to it. We drop it each afternoon. You can download the Jeff Ward Show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. Same with the YouTube channel. Even though I look like Shrek, uh, we drop it each afternoon. You can find the show, uh, the Jeff Ward Show on YouTube anywhere and subscribe to it. Jimbo Fisher's firing and contract and payoff has pulled the curtain back on one of the grossest, if not the grossest parts of college football. I come from, at one time in my life, I was there. I played at a football factory. I know what it's like in big money college football. Even bigger money now than when I played. But I get it. You, uh, you're recruited. You're told you're the greatest ever. You are treated like a king. You are given every single thing you want as a coach and athlete at a football factory. You are trained in a Taj Mahal. You eat in a Taj Mahal. You are basically segregated from the rest of the students in general. I know how it works. It's not healthy. It's really not. It is not a healthy operation. So in some weird way, I'm, I'm glad the curtain is pulled back. I mean, I, I, I think people need to hear and see this stuff, and it's good reporting. So just to be clear, it's not that many of us, I won't say any of us, because maybe some people are, um, it's not that any of us are against somebody getting paid and paid well and getting rich, not even against getting rich. Getting rich in an industry where I find it weird that they, everyone pretends as if so much money is made by everybody in college football, and it's really not. It's not. Um, but everybody acts like there is. They spend like there is. So most of us are not against when you're the top 1% in your field, you should get rich. You really should, even if it's something as unimportant as coaching football or being a talk show host. If you're among the very best, you should get rich. Got it. What's insane and what's healthy now about the curtain being pulled back on the Jimbo Fisher firing and how much money was spent for the guy to get fired doing a lousy job is that it's insane for getting set and rich for life your grandkids getting rich for life when you suck. It's a screwed up model. And A&M took already a screwed up model. I'm a big fan of models, okay? I'm business models. It's a screwed up model that Texas A&M took and put it on steroids. I mean, they just, they just blew the model up. It was a bad model to begin with. It was a, it's an absolutely insane ridiculous setup in college sports. And I can tell you a story about how a friend of mine, an agent, played some of these college people. It, like, like, and they were those fools went for it every time. So A&M took already a bad and upside-down model and put it on steroids with Jimbo Fisher's deal. 
There's no turning back, by the way, because there's no, here's the thing. There's no turning back because there's no appetite to turn back. That is really amazing to me. It is. There is no appetite to turn back. There's no appetite to stop the obscene spending. There's really not. And I don't understand that. I don't. So I don't, I'm not sitting here pretending that I'm going to lecture someone and it's all going to change. I don't believe that for a second until the faculty and students and the people that really matter at A&M or any other football factory, until they say this is obscene and it's enough. No, it won't stop at all. Because athletics operate separate to the school. They don't even pretend to be a part of the school. So what is amazing here is there's not any more outrage from the people that matter most on campus. I haven't heard much. I may, maybe there's a comment or two here and there, but it's not as it's not as loud as you would think. There's mostly silence on this, but good reporting. Just so I can force it on you, because it's such an upside down model. It doesn't matter if you're a football fan or not. I mean, that, that, in fact, it's better that you're not. Um, ESPN, really good reporting today. Uh, Texas A&M's record $76 million contract buyout for fired football coach Jimbo Fisher accounts. Now listen to some of these numbers. All right. The payout accounts for more than half of the $146 million Power 5 schools owe to fired head football coaches since the start of the 2022 season. $146 million for doing a bad job in one year. Now, now granted, he's, he's a lot of it, but he's not the only one. For doing a bad job. These <laughs> are not people getting severance because it's time to just step down. They're doing a bad job. Fisher's buyout is nearly triple the highest known coaching contract buyout at a public school. I also think that's important. The previous record was set by Auburn's 2022 buy or 2020 buyout of football coach Gus Malzahn. That was $21.7 million. That's nothing now, right? According to an ESPN analysis of athletic department financial records and contracts, Power 5 and Group of 5 con- programs spent more than $533 million in dead money. That's money owed to coaches who were fired without cause with time left on their contracts. This dates from January 1st of 2010 to January 31 of 2021. So $533 million spent for doing a lousy job, and this is before Jimbo Fisher's deal. I hope you're thinking right now. I hope you're thinking, of those of you in management, surely you're thinking. No one is against, to be clear, if we talk about models... Okay, No one is against somebody doing a really good job and earning the business what the business wants. Okay, Like I said, you're the top 1%, you should get rich. You're the top 5%, you should probably get rich. Why is the bottom 30% getting rich? Why? What kind of model is that? Maybe even more than the bottom 30%. All right, so here's some of the numbers, some of the obscene numbers. Uh, let's see, here's one $15 million for Scott Frost, fired in September of 2022 at Nebraska. 
Uh, four million of Herm Edwards fired at Arizona State. I mean, these are just tiny numbers to put the A&M deal in perspective. Uh, Zach Arnett from Mississippi State, who was fired Monday after A&M beat them, was given $4 million. So Texas A&M is going to pay Jimbo Fisher $19.2 million within 60 days. Oh, my gosh, that's a good 60 days. $7.2 million every year through 2031. How about that? There is no, by the way, there is no offset. Okay? The annual payments start 120 days after termination. That is a good Christmas. But, but Jeff, what do you mean, but Jeff? Listen, um, college sports, it seems to me, is a lot like Congress. A lot. They'll spend it all so they can then ask for more. What's amazing is they keep getting it. They'll spend it all. They're not, they don't operate efficiently. It's just not efficient industries. This is nothing like how anybody in a successful place would operate. So they'll spend it all so they can ask for more. Now, the argument, I have no problem getting this. Um, the argument is this. But, Jeff, if these football-obsessed programs didn't spend this kind of money, then they can't make that kind of money. They have to spend a lot to make a lot. And you know what? There's not a whole lot of evidence when it comes to paying coaches that that is true. That's not really backed up by much. In fact, it usually is just the opposite of that. Most recent gigantic contracts, these are close to $100 million or more. And I'm not pretending that we don't get more of them. If Texas makes a Final Four, that guy will get $100 million. But if you just look at the most recent gigantic contracts, Jimbo Fisher, zero titles, not even close to a title. You know, you know that stuff. It was a flame out. Mel Tucker at uh, Michigan State got something like $92 million bucks. He didn't win anything. He didn't beat Michigan, didn't meet, beat Ohio State. He got fired for harassing a woman with phone sex. Lincoln Riley, who's a $100 million-plus coach at USC, they've yet to play an ounce of defense and haven't sniffed a Final Four and won't see it this year. So I, I don't know where all this evidence is that if you don't do this, your program's going to fall apart. If you don't do this, you won't take the next leap. So let's maybe try some role-playing here as management. Um, good management, as you know, is give people what they need, get out of their way, and let them succeed. I said succeed. Um, the difference between the college game and the NFL is the NFL is well run. The NFL knows its model. The NFL um, maximizes its model. The NFL is efficient. The NFL is about revenues and media contracts. It's really based on market forces. They're all getting rich because they're all getting rich. And they operate it pretty lean. College football has TV contracts, but no NFL owner, no NFL owner would run their franchise the way Texas A&M operated. No way. No. First of all, I can, you know what the first piece of evidence is? Nobody would operate that way. Look how many people are on the sidelines. Look how many people there are. Look what happened in Michigan. They had so many people they can't, allegedly, can't keep up with some of them. Nobody that would run a successful model, would operate this way. These coaches come in, and because it's a blank, because they're like Congress, it's like a blank check to just go hiring everybody. There's so many people. 
nobody would operate this way, just in terms of how bloated these operations are. And it's top-heavy, incredibly top-heavy. The money flows to coaches instead of the talent. It's just the opposite of the NFL, colleges. It's just the opposite of every form of the entertainment business that I know of. Talent wins. Talent gets rich. Talent's the audience. College football, the model of college football in its excess is like the model of public education. It flows, the money flows the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, the teachers don't get it. The, the VPs get it. And no, as many of you know, no operation runs well with a bunch of VPs. The money just flows the wrong way. So what's the solution? I know you're going to say, well, you know, so what? Nothing changes. You're right. I don't even know that you want to change. I don't believe there's an appetite to change. But, but think about this. Let me just try this with you. Just to point out how asinine Texas A&M Football Inc. was run. And soon someone else will be just as asinine. And wherever you work, your place would shut their doors if you operated like this. Nobody operates a good model like this. So the solution. You get three-year deals built on incentives. You know, just like you would follow the NFL's pattern. Well, why give it? Why give anybody a ten-year contract? Answer me that. I'm not saying why well, somebody wouldn't take it. This is not Jimbo Fisher's agent's fault. This is not Steve Sarkeesian when he gets a next giant deal. It's not going to be his fault. And I'm not blaming them. Any one of us would make sure our grandkids are rich. So, but why? Why give anybody a ten-year contract? Why? Why give somebody at Texas A&M a ten-year contract? Where was Jimbo Fisher going to go? Where? I mean, so when A&M gave him 10 years, what were they faced with? I mean, it's not like it's a bad gig. You know that, right? And most of them are not. You do know that if any one of these athletic directors had any clue whatsoever how the world operates, any one of them would say, I see. Great job, Jimbo. You, you, know, you won seven games this year. Great. Oh, you want a 10-year deal or what? Oh, you're going to go to the NFL? I tell you what, bud, you go take the Giants job right now. Go take it. Knock yourself out. Go ahead. You think he'd walk out that door? Are you kidding me? These college coaches aren't going anywhere. <laughs> why, why, why are you trapped to hire them and retain them and give them, give them whatever they want for the next decade? Why? You think they're all clamoring to go coach the Cleveland Browns? See how that works out for you. You know what the Cleveland Browns wouldn't do? They wouldn't give you a 10-year deal. No chance. So what's the point? What would have, what would have happened? I mean, I'm saying this. We can't go back in time, but I'm just saying looking forward. Think about this. For the next guy that's going to knock on that door, and it may be right down the street and say, you know, you better give you a 10-year deal. And whatever football factory it is, I mean, these are good jobs, especially at these public universities. You don't pay for anything. Clubs, cars, retirement. I mean, it's a sweet, it's the greatest government job you can think of. So I don't know what more these schools owe these coaches. They certainly don't owe them 10 years. And I challenge anyone to tell me why you would do a 10-year deal, the next 10-year deal, the next one after that. Why? 
They need they need to tell recruit they need to tell recruits what? <laughs> I'm gonna suck in seven years? What would have happened had AM in any other school, a blue blood football factory school that has the Taj Mahal facilities? And by the way, you need to know this. Pro pro teams don't have facilities like these college programs. They don't operate that way at all. They don't have $10,000 lockers with, with helmet heaters. They don't do that stuff at all. They run it well. Nobody, nobody in the football business is as over the top as these football factories. Okay? But what would happen if A&M said, great job, another three-year contract as soon as this one's done? What would happen? Got it? What would happen? Um, if someone had common sense and said, you know what we do? We operate on three-year deals. If you, sir, can find a 10-year contract, then I guess go get it. What's wrong with that position? Honestly, what's wrong with that position? I'm not saying you don't pay the guy a lot if you want. Make him rich. But no justification. There's no evidence that these long-term contracts do anything for you. And what's funny is, doesn't anyone... They're not stupid people. These are, look, I know people feel like these places exist for football. They exist for faculty and students. They're not stupid. None of them would do this. (laughs) No way. So who made the argument? Why is the argument for the very next Jimbo Fisher-like deal? And there's plenty coming. Why? What if you say... Well, you know what? I guess if somebody's going to offer you, Mr. Fisher, a 10-year deal, I say A&M is a great gig. I think it's a pretty good gig here. You're getting all you want. You're getting rich. You haven't paid for a car since you've been here. You haven't paid for a club membership since you've been here. You have access to the best there, there is. So we offer three-year deals, man. If you can find a 10-year deal, then you're going to go do it, I guess. Why would you leave? It's a great gig. We operate on three-year deals with incentives. If you suck, you get fired. If you do well, you get rich. There, take it. You want to walk? Walk. What's so crazy about that? Really, what's so crazy? How are the 10-year deals working out? All you do is get burned by them. And then go have to ask rich guys for more money. Those rich guys wouldn't operate their business this way. No way. There's no way the people giving the money to pay off the coach, the people giving the money acting like sugar daddies would never operate their model this way. And that's not saying people can't get rich. What's amazing is what justification is there to be stupid? These men, $533 million have gone to college football coaches that have been fired. Who, who operates that way? My bigger point is, one, it's, it's just it's a bad practice. I mean, it's not, there's no proof that this is working out for anyone. But number two, it's just, it's ethically upside down. It's obscene. It's gross. And it's just not a good idea. Now, you would think this is so obscene, this payout, and the stories that have come with it are so obscene that there would be sort of this righteous moment within the industry and they would fix themselves. But the very next, hey, I'm doing a good job, you better pay me or else, that guy, that coach, if they're at the right place with no regard for money, 
We'll pay him just like Jimbo Fisher. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. Shut up, Smoker Voice. I don't root for teams. I, I really don't. I mean, I root for games, kind of. I like interesting stuff. That's my job. Football science to me. So I don't, I, I typically don't root for anybody, and I typically don't root against anyone. I don't really feel much. But I hope Michigan loses. I hope Michigan loses. I know nothing about the players. I know how they play. They're good. I hope Michigan loses because Jim Harbaugh's ridiculous comments. Jim Harbaugh is a full-on, tone-deaf jackass. That's why I hope their team loses. I hope they lose because I want him to lose. Because his public comments, his public performance has reached an all-time low. He is utterly offensive. If you didn't catch this, he has a hearing on Friday. He suspended three games. He cannot be on the sideline for the game. He can coach. He can get his paycheck, his $9 million a year paycheck. He can get all that stuff. But he's, but he's suspended by the Big Ten from coaching, being on the sidelines during the actual games because his staff member was cheating. Hear me? So he shows up with his hat pulled down. And if you're not bothered by this, these comments, then I don't know what your problem is. And watching it from where I was watching, I was like, how can you not see this? You know, like, you know, these players, I mean, Blake Corum with the, with the, with the nose bloodied and, um, you know, the emotion of the team, the, the, um, the, you know, the perseverance, you know, and then the just the stalwartness of these guys. I mean, yeah, Watson, I would have to say, I mean, everybody. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America America loves a team that, that uh, you know, beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes with the naysayers and, you know, critics, so-called experts think. Um, that's my favorite kind of team. And yeah, watching it from from that view on the television, I, it was finally people get to see what I see every day, you know, in these players and these coaches. He goes on to say, um, "I'm going to talk on Friday. I took civics in high school, and I look forward to talking on Friday." I think the rest of it's there. Hmm. I look forward to talking on Friday. I took civics in high school and I learned about due process and presumption of innocence. And at that point I thought, oh yeah, what's civics class? I want all of you to answer this. What civics class in high school talk to you about football coaches? I missed that part. I'll bet there are zero conversations and discussions of legal precedents in this country that involve football coaches that made $10 million a year. 
Can you tell me when it is that uh, you're studying history and you're studying people, you're studying the judicial system of this country and people being wrongly accused and wrongly convicted, all those things. Tell me which one of those discussions involved a $10 million a year football coach. He said he learned about it. That's what he said. Jim Harbaugh acts like he has been wrongly convicted. No one is taking him to jail. No one is even taking his paycheck. He got suspended by the Big Ten. He didn't get arrested by the state troopers. He acts like he's Rosa Parks or something. You insufferable jackass. Stop talking. The world, they're out to get me. I can't wait to tell my side of the story. Why don't, well, you've had every chance to tell your side of the story. But this is not a legal setting, you jerk. You fool. <laughs> he honestly acts like... He's been put in shackles in the town square. I mean, before the week is over, this dude is going to start trying. I'm telling you, he is going to channel Rosa Parks the way he now sounds. You're just the coach. There's no legal setting whatsoever involving the Big Ten. The Big Ten is not the judge. And you're not sitting in jail. You're not in a jumpsuit. You've not wrongly been accused. And you know what, you punk? You dumb punk. You know what? There are people that are wrongly accused. There are people that are wrongly convicted. There are people that do legitimately suffer in the judicial system. And not you, man. Not you. Never once. No chance. No way. Oh. Guy's killing me. I want him to lose just because of him. It's a good team. Fun to watch. Except for him. Oh. Pull your hat up, too, you punk. There's got to be some, I would think there's so many people, not only on a college campus, can you imagine just being in the law school thinking, oh my gosh, I have not read any books yet that mention football coaches. I don't think the founding fathers nor any part of our judicial system mention football coaches. But this guy acts like, he acts like he has been ostracized and kicked out of the town square and beaten in front of everyone. You're just the coach, and you cheated. I mean, you broke the rules. You broke the rules, man. Otherwise, just answer. Who's the guy right there in a fake costume videoing everyone else? Just answer the question, jackass. He's unbelievable. I, I'm sorry. I, I, These this arguments are getting dumber every single day, and he gets dumber by the day. He's insufferable. Insufferable. I, I feel, would want to feel like there's a, Michigan is a great school. This is one of the best public schools in the country. I got to believe university president is saying, I can't take it anymore. I cannot listen to this buffoon any longer. I can't take this. You do know he keeps getting suspended, not because the world is out to get him. He keeps getting suspended because he keeps cheating. It's happened twice already, not to mention the dude on his staff dropping N-bombs, and not to mention the dude on his staff who was a hacker. What kind of place are you running, fool? Hope you lose. They won't, but I hope you lose. Do we do buy or sell now? I think we do. Sorry that Shutter Golden had to put up with that rant. Love it. Just love it. I'm sick of him. I'm, I'm telling you, said I'm sick of this guy. This guy is... He acts like he's well, been sent to Ukraine. He acts like he's going, he's going to prison if he <laughs> says something. 
<laughs> there is no law you're telling you keep your mouth shut. You're an idiot. You did it. You got caught. And there's nothing you can say. Oh, I can't wait till I can get till the truth comes out. Well, tell us the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your truth because we know the truth. Yeah. Your ass cheated. We know you cheated. And you got caught. And I, I really hope they lose. I wish the CFP had, had, had ranked them number 26. <laughs> but they won't. But they won't. They won't. They won't. Uh, they that, won't. That pleasant nope. voice you hear is Cedric Olin. He's a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman. This is how buy or sell works. There's a statement, five statements made. We're either buying or selling. You're either buying or selling. It's not crypto. There are five buy or sell statements. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is buy or sell. That's buy or freaking sell. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Buy or sell number one. Deion Sanders is the next head coach at Texas A&M. Buy or sell. Sell. He's not going to A&M. He wants to go. He wants to go to a place where. He could he can enjoy living there and enjoy the fruits of of um, recruiting. Uh, plus, uh, hadn't he lost four games in a row? Are we are we really thinking he's that great a coach just yet? He's got to figure out how to win in Colorado, I would think, instead of trying to uh, score a big game in College Station. So, for me, I think Deion Sanders is up and coming. I think I think that he's kind of brought a movement to Colorado, but last I checked, they've been getting their butts kicked on the regular. And as great as he is on the mic, and as great as he is in front of the cameras, I'm not convinced that he's a great coach just yet. So I think A and M is going to need a more proven quantity at head coach, uh, somebody like Kalen DeBoer at Washington, someone like. Uh, former offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, Mike Elko, who's done miracles at Duke, somebody like that, that, you know, has won uh, at, at a consistent level. So with Dion, I, I like the, the, it would be great copy for people like us, but I'm selling him as the head coach at Texas A&M. Yeah, it would be it would be great if they did. Um, it would be a rock star move for sure. I'm selling. I I, I can't see it. I just I can't. I think it'd be really cool for all of us. It'd be kind of cool for A and M, but it'd be cool for the SEC. I, I don't know that his son's going to leave Colorado yet. And here's the other part. I wonder if A and M is going to get into a. Um, a bidding war with Michigan. Mm. Wow. How about that? I don't I don't know that he'll I don't know that he wants to coach in the north or the Midwest. I think he wants to coach in the south where he's from. Uh Atlanta, California, and Texas are the fertile recruiting areas. I don't think he wants to coach in the Big Ten. I think he wants to coach somewhere in the South, uh ACC, uh SEC Big Twelve. Uh, somewhere like that. I just don't see him wanting to coach in the Big Ten. Okay. I, I, you're probably right. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I just don't see A&M going that direction. I, nothing, I mean, I, if you don't make the call, I think you're crazy. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
Buy or freaking sell. Jim Harbaugh is right. Michigan is now America's team. Buy or sell. I'm buying if America is there are 300 million, 330 million idiots in America. But since there aren't, there are only like a, like 150 million idiots or 77 million in the last election. Um, I'm going to say uh, I'm definitely selling because Harbaugh is anything but America. He's an, he's he's a buffoon. And for me, I don't I don't like the victimization the self victimization of it all. He's acting like he's been wrong when you got caught with your hands in the cookie jar. Um, and Michigan is a, a you know Detroit area. That's a hard working area. That's a blue collar area. That's the that's the what do they call it? The Rust Belt of America, which which was wonderful in the seventies and eighties before high tech, but America is hopefully about uh, more forward thinking people who know a crook when they see one. And Jim Harbaugh is a crook. He's a cheat. And uh, I think America is better than that. And so I don't know which college team is America's team, but I know it ain't the Michigan Wolverines. I'm selling. Yeah, I can't even believe... I. I don't even, the guy makes so little sense. I, I'm selling like crazy. Um, absolutely. And it's because of him. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty tough team. I mean, they ran the ball 32 straight times. So I, I just, I don't even know where in his backwards mind he even came up with that. You know, the, the thing that should start to bother Michigan is the only thing he's talking about all the time is himself. He didn't mean my team faces all this adversity. No, they don't. He meant to say it about himself. He's incredibly self-centered, and that comment was made about him and only him. So I'm selling that like crazy, and I almost find myself, I wish his players wouldn't buy into this because I think that's going to end up backfiring. I think they're going to end up looking silly too for following him down this path, but it's just a another tone-deaf comment from a guy who's completely disconnected. Buy or freaking sell. Brian, after the game. Yeah. Will you stop? Stop with that. What are you crying about? I love you, man. He did. He is not permanently ill. <laughs> I know. He's a cheater. <laughs> He's a cheater who got caught. Why are you crying? I mean, wipe those crocodile tears out of your eyes and quit acting like the whole world is against is 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 wrong for pointing out uh, someone who cheated. It turns my stomach. And I, I mean, I just really want them to lose so badly. And I'm a Blake Corum fan. I like that running back. He's nice. But I hope I, I hope Ohio State kicks him in the privates. I do. I really do. Because of the coach, not because of the players. They play Maryland this weekend, right? They're going to kill Maryland. They're going to kill Maryland. Maybe two is not going to be. It would be. It would be karma. It that. would be karma if they would lose. But I, I, I'm with you. They're too good. I don't think it happens. No, Buy or freaking sell. All right, here we go. If the season ended today, Houston's CJ Stroud. Would be the MVP, buy or sell? Man, I love him. I absolutely love him. Um, 
you know, it's hard for me to 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 stay by because he's because they're not. I don't think they're leading the uh, the AFC South, but I'm gonna say I'm buying it because he has been good the whole year. It just took a while for his team to catch up with him. Fifteen touchdowns and only two picks. Uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals, who we just been slobbering over for three weeks. And just a wonderful, wonderful uh, rookie season. The the race for rookie of the year is over. And, uh, you know, I know that it's a quarterback's award. And uh, Tyreek Hill is not going to win the MVP even if he goes over 2,000 because they just don't give it to non-quarterbacks. But I think if he continues on this pace, got a great chance to be the MVP right now. He's the reason that the Houston Texans have a pulse. Uh, he and D'Amico Ryans. And so right now, and there are a lot of really good candidates for MVP, including Miles Garrett um, and a guy that's coming up on the next question. Uh, but for right now, I'm buying. I'm buying, and I'm actually strongly buying. If the season ends right now, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can happen, but if it, if it ends right now, I think the most compelling case can be made for C.J. Stroud. He is the MVP, but I don't think he'll win the MVP because he's going to be rookie of the year, I assume by the largest margin since Earl Campbell was rookie of the year. So I I would argue he's done more with less than anyone. Than anyone. We're not, it's not like we look out at the Texans and go, wow, look at all that talent. Looks like the Dolphins or something. We don't say that at all. Um, he's second in the NFL in total passing. He leads the AFC, leads the NFL in yards per game. He leads the AFC, which is not exactly full of bad quarterbacks. And not only that, I think the best measure of a quarterback is what do you do when you're behind? And the guy's been money when he's been, ha- been behind. He goes toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow on the road, outplays him. Um, it's the best road win, by the way, of the year and the best win so far this season, period, and probably the best win in franchise history. Yes, he's the MVP and right now. I don't know who else. I don't either, and he's so damn efficient. Yeah. He's only given the ball away three times. Josh Allen gave the ball away three times last night. I mean, that's how good C.J. Stroud's been. Uh, he has been efficient. He has been smart. Uh, he's been clutch. And, man, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm going, man, I think we picked the wrong guy. I think we did. I he's he's I, amazing. I don't even think that they're saying, I think. I think they're pouring cocktails and say, damn, we got it all, we got it all wrong. We're going to have to watch them now. Yeah, do you have Caleb Williams' cell phone number? That's what they're asking. Yeah. This is Buy or Sell. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. All right, here we go. If the season ended today, Dallas's Dak Prescott would be the MVP. Buy or Sell. Uh, I sell uh, for reasons we, we've discussed. Uh, Dak Prescott might be the the MVP of the month, but not of the season. He had six touchdown passes. I don't know, two, three, four, five. Six touchdown passes in the first six games. And now 
The last three games, he's got 11 touchdown passes and only two picks. He's caught fire. And C.D. Lamb is has been the henchman right there with him. Uh, he's playing the best ball since he took over for Romo. He's running more. The, the Cowboys look like a real player now. The question we have to ask ourselves is if Dallas is merely just on a hot streak, is this what we're getting from Dak the rest of the way, or are they going to come down? And I think that they're probably going to come down. The next couple of games, he might light it up again. They got Carolina, Carolina and they got Washington on Thanksgiving. Those games are are eminently uh, winnable, and and he can put up, continue to put up some big numbers. But those last four games are going to be tough. Uh, I don't know the order, but it's Philadelphia, Miami, Buffalo, and Detroit. Those are tough games, and I don't think he's going to continue to light them up like that. I'm selling him on the MVP talk, but if he if he does this for the rest of the year, Dak Prescott might be the MVP. I'll sell, but he'll you're right. It depends on how he finishes. His whole career is going to be defined by the last what? 4 to 6 weeks of this season. That's Oh yeah. That's how his entire career cuz I think everything after this season for the Dallas Cowboys is pretty much over. I think they just start to fade away and he'll fade away with them. So it's all this all now, but I really think that he's going to be defined Completely defined by the season. I got to give the guy props. He's answered. Um, and he's been, you're right, he's been the best he's ever been. Here's the issue, though. Um, nobody, see, you can't count the Giants game for anybody because the Giants suck. The Giants are tanking. And so anybody that plays the Giants, you have to put an asterisk next to it because they're not really trying. So it's like <laughs> anyone who plays against them is going to put up crazy numbers. Because they're pathetic and they don't care. So, you know, I'm not... Uh, I'm more impressed with what he did against Philadelphia than I am against the team that quit. That's the New York Giants. But the guy's been lights out. C.D. Lamb never gets talked about. And he's been more than lights out. Um, they're dangerous. Um, they're really dangerous. They should have won in Philadelphia. But I do think his everything about him is defined in that last month and and probably should and the playoffs and the playoffs yeah yeah well but that's going to determine their playoff position so you can't look there's plenty of teams around the league that would love to have that offense right now and that's not something most of us would have said probably you know two months ago it's true buy or freaking sell um (laughs) philadelphia's gonna 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 win the east but what they're gonna they're gonna be the best wild card team and then they're going to get to play at one of those crappy uh, NFC South teams, uh, whoever wins the South, and that's probably going to be either the Saints or the Falcons, and they can win in Atlanta or in New Orleans. They're better than those teams. Then we'll find out, will they be able to get it done against a, at, at Detroit, at Philly, at San Francisco? Then we'll know. It'll probably be at Detroit. I like them in that matchup too, Me too. Jeff. Yeah. They're that good. I think they – I think – it's NFC Championship or bust this season. You were season. telling me Anything when I was telling me think about think about this, said not that long ago, you were telling me I was a face painter, I was on crack, that I was uh, yes. I had some kind of obsession with the Cowboys. 
Well, I just sat down and lit up with you. Pass that glass pipe. We're smoking <laughs> together, now, dog. We're smoking together. All right. I'm on that. I'm on that crack just like you. I think they're that good. Yeah. They've proved something to me. They really have. So crack now? Would it blow up in our face? Was that or is that old school crack? Well, the, the one the crack I used to smoke was safer, you okay. know, because it was, you know, it it, it was. It was bubble gum. Wow. So, is that like East, I don't, I, is that East it's, Texas it's crack? Jack, I didn't know there was East Texas yes, crack. It's not, the, it's not the New Jack City crack. I oh. mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning that. <laughs> it, was the, it, was, it was chocolate and potato chips. That was my crack. Nice. Day. So I'm smoking figurative NFL crack with you. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, not the buy or freaking I'm not, sell. I'm not condoning that. Okay, final buy or sell for the day. The Cleveland Browns Super Bowl odds are plus 4,000, according to DraftKings. That's 4,000 profit on a $100 bet. They have a 2.4% chance to win a Super Bowl. It's a smart $100 bet. Hope you got all that. Buy or sell. Um, I would buy if I had the Jeff Ward Westlake money, mm. but since but since I've got the Pflugerville Hood money, I'm gonna <laughs> sell. Um, uh, it's a zip code decision. Uh, I don't think if they were in the NFC, maybe the AFC is just so stacked. The Buffalo Bills aren't gonna make the playoffs. That's how good the AFC is right now, and I'm not saying that that the Cleveland Browns aren't arguably the best defense in the league because they are playing wonderful football. Uh, uh, the, the the Michigan Idiots' brother gave them a game this past week. The smart Harbaugh had a bad day at the office, and they stole one, which is making them relevant now. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't have 100 bucks to waste on Cleveland winning a Super Bowl because they're just not good enough offensively. Deshaun Watson uh, had a had a great fourth quarter, but he's not going to be good enough to go through that AFC gauntlet, even though there are no great teams in the AFC, as it turns out. I still have my wagon hitched to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens, whichever one you like. But I'm selling on that $100 Cleveland Brown biggest giveaway i just don't have that kind of disposable income so i'm selling oh man i was gonna borrow the hundred from you i'm buying i'm buying (laughs) i mean for all you hear about the guy that had the texans parlay he won five and a half million dollars oh my god what did he bet to get five he bet five hundred thousand dollars on a straight money line bet that the texans would beat the bengals then he had uh, the over-under, and then he had rushing yards, and then he had, uh, I can't remember who it was to score a touchdown. He bet 500 and won $5.5 million. For 100 bucks, I like this one. That's a Super Bowl defense, and that's not just this past week. I mean, look, they, they went up against what I think was one of the two best teams in the NFL, one of the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, and the Ravens, and their defense was, was rocking people. Um, I, I think it's worth the risk. I I trust if you're going to make a flyer on a team, bet on a great defense first, and there's no arguing that. Uh, Miles Garrett's going to be the defensive player of the year. He deserves it. The only thing that would make your 100 bucks really dumb is Deshaun Watson. 
I, I don't know what don't to, trust him. I, I know. I don't know what to make of it. Um, the fourth quarter, I'm watching, and I thought, that's that guy I kept thinking would come out and play. But then next week, you're going to see a different guy or he's going to get hurt. Um, so that that's probably going to cost you your 100 bucks. But if you wanted to try, if you got drunk and said, you know what, I'm going to try to make a bunch of money back, I think this one's the one to do it. I do. Now, i got to borrow the 100 bucks. But you don't have to borrow the hundred bucks. Yeah, I got a cardboard. I got a cardboard box. I got a cardboard box that says a hundred bucks for the Browns. Twenty-five bucks for the Browns. Okay. At at four grand to one, you're still going to score a G. I'll take the twenty-five. I'll do that. Okay. Maybe maybe we just shot a little high with the uh, with the one hundred. Maybe we should have said uh, like fifteen bucks. I can do that. I've got that in the ashtray. I can do that. <laughs> is that what the crack pipe is from? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I rolled around with Michael Irvin too the, soon. Too soon. Ashtray. Too soon. The ashtray. I haven't seen an ashtray in a long time. Do they even make them? They I don't, don't make them anymore. I don't think, think about my it. car doesn't have an ashtray. I just thought about that. I don't have an ashtray yeah. in my car. I wonder um, if you showed that to someone under the age of forty. I wonder if they thirty-five. I wonder if they would even know what that is. Or even the old cigarette lighter that you yeah. push in and then you pull that thing out and a two-year-old could lose a lose a digit if Absolutely. they played with it. Because I had a cousin that I nearly burned his hand off with that thing. So <laughs> that, those were the 70s. I don't think they do that anymore. People can get sued. <laughs> All right, man. Good talking to you. Later, brother. This is Buy or Sell.